So again, good morning. Uh, thank you, Matt, for leading us in uh, worship. Uh, I have the privilege this morning to introduce a special guest that we have that came up from Southern California. Uh, I first met Keith. Uh, we had a little relief program or relief in New Orleans uh, back with Katrina. Uh, we spent a week out there together along with uh, about 12 other people, and it was an honor and privilege to serve beside him. He is a pastor and now superintendent of PCJC. So again, without further ado, let me get uh, Keith Kanita up here and lead us in worship. Well, good morning, Peninsula Hope. Good to be with you this morning. It's scary. Pastor to superintendent, uh, please pray, or I'm praying for you. Uh, no, I, I'm just teasing. It's good to be with you all. You know, I... Um, like Randy said, it's, it's good to be amongst friends. And when Randy and I met in New Orleans, uh, we, I think it was a week long, we spent a week in New Orleans. And I'll tell you, you get to know somebody when you're bunking next to somebody, all the bad habits and all the, but along with that, all the great stuff. And uh, to see Harrison this morning, Harrison, um, you know, we all want to be more like Jesus, and he's really taken it literally with everything that, uh, his hair and everything else. I don't know that Jesus had a man bun, but uh, he's, he, he plays the part really well, so it's good to catch up with Harrison. I say that because it speaks to the faithfulness of God as well. You know, over, you can catch up in an instant. You, you, you see somebody and you spend, have an experience with them or have a friendship with them, and uh, you get to talking, and those first words come out of each other's mouth, and instantly you're, you're back at it. And it speaks, again, to God's faithfulness. He is always there. He knows you. We know each other. You're friends together. And when you come together, there's just a relationship that becomes more intimate. And so that's what I want to do this morning. I just want to connect you to Jesus because, man... Peninsula Hope has gone through a lot of stuff, haven't they? Not only just, you know, worldwide COVID, but all these transitions through these, these number of years, and now another one. And so I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to just get into the text and see how the Lord is, is going to speak to us this morning. Shall we do that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to come and, and share your word with Peninsula Hope. Like I said, they've gone through so much, uh, so much transition, so much change, so much of just looking in the future and, and just having to be totally dependent upon you, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. But in our earthly steps, Father, sometimes it's hard to walk along that path. And so, Father, I pray that you would light that path before us and allow us to build our trust in you, knowing that you have a really good plan for us. And we pray this in your son's precious name. Amen. Well, let's get into this text and welcome to those uh, who are watching online. Uh, close to my house, and some of, those, some of you are from um, West LA area where I'm from. I'm, I'm living in Marina Del Rey area. And I'm actually going to be neighbors when they, in the, in the, in the next few months with uh, Harrison and Heidi's kids. Um, and so we're just right down there. And so there's connections all over this PCJC family, and I love it. I love that we can just connect. And even though we're a distance of six hours by, by car, there's a closeness 
to who we are as a, as a PCJC family and as a Free Methodist family. But close to my house, there's this hillside called the Culver City Stairs. And every morning, you cannot find a parking spot because it's a, a really great area to, to exercise. Now, you, you park, and then, um, I don't know, it's probably a quarter of a mile up, but uh, it's, it's, it's quite a hike. And I like it because it's a really good workout. It gets you to huff and puff. Um, and then when you get to the top, uh, you get this amazing view of the city. And it's, 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 I'm going to call it a mountain later on because it sounds more dramatic, but it really is just a hillside. And it's high enough where it's work to get to the top, but not enough where you quit. You know, if you're like me, if, if there was a huge mountain, it's like you could do it maybe once or maybe twice. But if it's too daunting, you're going to quit. But this one's a good workout. So, so I would work out there. I'd park and go up and down the, the hill a couple times. But at the top, you'd have to catch your breath. And then you'd just overlook the view. And it's a 360 view, oceans on one side and the city. And you can see the Hollywood sign you know, when the smog's not, um, which is not very often. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great view. Transitions are a lot like climbing that hillside. Uh, you get to the top and you get a different perspective of what you are looking at. And so as you go through these transition, we're climbing upstairs, we're climbing, we're hiking up, we're going up a mountain, or it doesn't feel like a hillside probably to you now, but you're climbing up a, you're climbing up a hill, you're climbing up a mountain. And there's gonna be some steep, steep parts of that mountain where it's like, oh man, I'm just gonna go back down. I don't want any of this, I'm just gonna give up because it's hard. It's hard to climb. It's hard to use everything that you have to get to where you want to be. And so when we climb something and you get to the top, man, God will show you something different. Because uh, on the ground level, you only see what you see. But from the top at the 30,000 foot level, man, God sometimes will show you things that uh, you, you, you might have thought about, but you have but you don't have a perspective upon it. And so as Peninsula Hope begins to, to climb, there's gonna be, like I said, some cliffs and some hikes that uh, you're gonna have to really put some strategy to, to either climb through or around or, or just uh, face it and uh, put a handhold in and climb, climb up the face. But you're gonna have to also have trust and faith knowing that uh, you have this lifeline God's got this rope for you that he's uh, belayed onto you, and uh, you're safe. You're safe. No matter what it feels like, you're safe in the hands of God. He is going to allow you to work hard, get to the top, and have perspective. And so I'm so glad that we can look into our text today, so glad that we have God's word, that uh, we can have direction and guidance as we, like, oh, I don't want to do this. How many years do I have to do this? I've, I've just, I'm just tired, Lord. And now we have this huge mountain to climb. The Lord says, hang on, man. You're just going to love it. Because once you get down, get to the top, and, and you see what I have planned for you, it's, it's just going to put a Holy Spirit charge in you as you look to the future. And God casts a new vision for your life and for the church. So if you would... And we're going to put it up here, but if you have your uh, phones or iPad or, or Bible, uh, if you know what that is, uh, you can turn to Numbers 27 
and we're going to be looking at verses 12 through 22. Now, it's a little bit of a longer passage, and I, and I want to read it, and then I'm going to revisit those passages and break it down for you. But uh, listen to the words that the Lord has for us, because it's got some amazing principles here that we can hang on to as we go up this mountain. Uh, Numbers 27. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain to the Abarim range and see the land I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people, as your brother as your brother Aaron was. For when the community rebelled at the waters in the desert of Zen, both of you disobeyed my command to honor me as holy before their eyes. So Moses is in a transition. He's he's led the people out, uh, and now they're they're trying to settle in and and. Uh, and so they're in a, in a transition. Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community. So Moses just got scolded, and now he's coming back to the Lord, and this is, this is his reply to him. To go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in, so the Lord's people will, be, will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Do you Times feel like that at Peninsula Hope. I, I bet you do. You feel like you're a sheep without a shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Have him stand before Eleazar, the priest, and the entire assembly, and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. He is to stand before Eleazar the priest who will, obtain, who will obtain decisions for him by inquiring of the Urim before the Lord. At his command, he and the entire community of the Israelites will go out, and at his command they will come in. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. So this whole transition between Moses and Joshua is perfect, is perfect for what you are going through at Peninsula Hope. And, and like I said, the, God is not surprised by all of this. And as we walk through this, this passage, you're going to go to it over and over and over again. And the Lord is with us. The Lord is with us. And first what we see is God's presence, plans, and timing was in Moses and Joshua's transition, and he's also in Peninsula Hope's transition. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go up this mountain to the Abarim range and see the land that I have given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people as your brother Aaron was. Right off, God says to Moses, and that phrase, it, you might pass it over really quickly, but the Lord said to Moses, which means that Moses and, and the Lord were close. They were tight. Moses could hear the Lord. He heard the Lord. And so when the Lord spoke to him, Moses probably perked up and said, yes, Lord, I hear you. God, Moses and, and the Lord were close. They had a relationship. They were, there was a readiness in God's spirit to be placed upon Moses for this transition. The Lord's presence was with Moses. The Lord's presence is with Peninsula Hope. It says, go up this mountain to the Abarim range and see that the land I have given the Israelites. He didn't, God didn't just speak to Moses and say, hey, how's it going? 
as soon as the, Moses perked up, he said, I have a plan for you. Go up to this mountain. There were steps to what God had planned. It didn't catch him by surprise. He didn't say, oh my goodness, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Let's, let's come up with the plan. No, God said, I have a plan. Go up to, go up to the mountain. Go up and we're gonna, we're gonna get rolling on this. And then right after that, he says, uh, after that, you'll be, Moses, um, you'll, be take, you'll be taken to, to your people. In other words, we don't like to say it, but you know, he's about to go of the way of the Lord, so he's about to, 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 to die. And, but there was timing all of that. So God was present with Moses, and then he had a plan for Moses, and then his timing. He had a sense of timing. God, God always has perfect timing, and there's a sequence of steps. God is doing that with the church. God's presence and plans, our timing are perfect, and he's going to un unveil this as you go through. God spoke to, to Moses very clearly and said, I want you to do this and this and this. And in order for Peninsula Hope to hear those words as clearly as Moses did, you're gonna have to depend on his presence more than you ever had. It's just not a matter of just uh, committing this to prayer and, and saying, um, Lord, we're open. Man, you have, to, you have to go to that next level. You really have to seek the Lord and say, Lord, I am here, I am open, and not with an agenda, but just an openness to say, whatever you have for me, Lord, we will do. Because we've had enough agendas, especially in the last two and a half years, and, and the agendas get in the way of God's work and Peninsula's hope, but through his presence and through, uh, later on you'll see through your obedience to what God is speaking to you, man, there's great hope for Peninsula Hope Church. And the reason why, and then and that is the reason why God puts us in transitions. He puts us in transition just for the very reason that we would need to be depend, on, depend on him. God never puts you in a place where you can't put him first. You know, did, did you hear that? God will never put you in a place where you can't put him first. We're the ones who always put uh, God second, but God will never do that. God will always put you in a place where you have to put him first. This is exactly what you are going through in this transition. God is putting you in a place where you have to put him first. And if you do, if you do, and you gain that confidence that his presence is with you, watch out. He's going to start rolling out his plans for you. It may not be step one, do this, step two, do this, but you'll see it. You'll see it. You'll begin to experience it. You'll begin to feel it. You'll begin to um, allow God's windows of opportunity to be wide open for you to, to see and, and go through. And so he he has all, everything all laid out. We just have to go and find it. We have to invite him into what we want from the church as well as what he has planned for us. God was not surprised by Andrew's resignation or that Premia has come into the picture. He was totally, he orchestrated some of that. Uh, Andrew sought the Lord's will in his life and, and moved him to, back to Colorado. Premia came, Premia came into this picture. And whether or not that sale goes through, God is giving us, Peninsula Hope, a new vision. 
whether that sale goes through, and we can't depend upon that, that's a, it's a, it's a man-made thing, it may be ordained by God, but uh, we, we're dependent on him, we're not dependent on the sale, but through it all, God has given you a new vision, a new vision. Our vision is dependent upon the Lord, not on premia or a sale or, or even um, a new pastor. Uh, we don't rely on, an, on new leadership to give us a new vision. God will give us, uh, you, a new vision for the church, and we'll give the church collectively a new vision for where he wants it to go. And we can trust and have comfort knowing that God has his plans and is in control of all the transitions in our life. And it's time to trust God in new ways. Maybe you've been stuck in trusting God I'm really good at trusting God in this way. Man, nothing will faze me. But maybe there's time in your life where God is telling you, I, I need to trust the Lord in this way or in that way. He is going to change the way you trust in him. Number two, God provides a new direction for the future. Moses said to the Lord, may the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them one who will lead them out and bring them in. So the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to, jo to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit of leadership, and lay your hand on him. Moses had an incredible resume. If you go through the Old Testament, or if you looked at his LinkedIn you know, uh, site, and he's, he, it's amazing. He, he, he led the people out of Israel. He, God gave him the Ten Commandments. And, you know, nobody could compare to him if you were looking at, if you were to say, look what I'm doing for the Lord. Moses has probably got you beat, right? He's, he's unbelievable in what he had done for, for the Lord. And so now there's a new transition. And if I were Moses, I could say, look at all that I've done. Look at this. There's a whole you know, list of, of things that uh, I have done for you, amazing things. I know that you empowered them and you did them, but you did them through me. And now we're going through this transition. I can do this. You don't have to, you don't have to kill me off. I could do this. You've done it before and I can, I can do it again. And yet uh, the Lord said, nah, no, I'm not going to do that. I know, I know what I did through you. It was amazing. Thank you. Uh, you're going to come be with me, which is which is wonderful. I'm glad to have you. There's another person. We're we're changing plans. We're going to we're going to ordain Joshua to come in and take over leadership. And so that's what he did. A change, this change and transition brought in new leadership. It was a time. It was a time for new vision and perspective, and then, and and then the and the direction for Israel. It wasn't um, could you do it. It was, a, it was a time for new, new things of the Lord. Peninsula Hope, uh, you are going to go through and go to new things of the Lord. Moses understood that the church belonged to God. It didn't belong to him. It, it doesn't belong to Peninsula or the leadership or the board. It belongs to the Lord. And God has a plan and a vision for, for us for Peninsula Hope, for those who call this church home. 
and also for not only you, but for the people who will call Peninsula Hope home. For those who will call Peninsula Hope home. We're all going to go of the way of the Lord, just like Moses did. We have to build for the future. We have to, we have to grow into our future. And that future is not only to minister to us and to serve us and for us to worship the Lord now and in this place, but also for the future to also find a home here at Peninsula Hope. Have you heard that joke about the difference between man and God? If you have, just, uh, you know, you can give me a courtesy laugh. The difference between uh, God and man is God never thinks he's us. Okay. Let me let the difference between man and God is God never thinks he's us, right? He never does. We are the ones who sometimes think we're our God and have control over things. That's not true. And deep down in our hearts, we know that, but that's not the way it always comes up. There needs to be a dependence upon God to know that he is God, and this is his church. He has the best plans for it. Number three. Transitions are a time for the church to unite. Oh boy, are transitions a, a time for the church to unite. Good and bad. Sometimes you've seen it in the, in the worst way where, anyway, where all the junk comes out. But in our case, in Peninsula Hope, this is a perfect time for the church to unite. One, because just what the, Lord, just what the world has given us. The world has given us a pandemic and now we're all coming back. And, and we need to see each other. We need to unite, not only physically uh, in, 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 with the, in relationship with each other, but we just need to unite in one spirit because, boy, we've been beat up. We need, to, we need encouragement for one another. We need to see each other's face and, and just hug and shake or, and with masks on and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, all of that, uh, we need to unite, but especially now, as you're seeking the Lord together and moving forward. Verse 19 says, Have him stand before Eleazar the priest and the entire assembly and commission him in their presence. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. God wanted the whole assembly to be together to commission Joshua. Now, Joshua, Moses could have just passed the baton to Joshua and said, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be here much longer. Here's the baton. Good luck, I'll pray for you. Have you ever heard that transition? We've all heard that transition. But God says, no. And Moses knew there was, there's something special about coming together in unity and moving together forward and encouraging one another. And so he said, no, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna do pass the baton. I am going to bring the commission together and the assembly together, and we're going to lay our hands on Joshua and anoint him and do it together. So he gathered the assembly, and he laid his hands on Joshua, gave him the anointing, and they all united together, asking the spirit to be placed on Joshua to, to, lead, to lead them in their next, in the next vision for, for, for the Israelites, but in our case, for the church. There's, there's a deeper connection when we go through transitions, when we unite together. There's a, we, we grow together. We become more intimate uh, together spiritually when we when unite. And when you put the Holy Spirit together with, with the unity that we have, man, it's powerful. 
it's powerful. It's, it's different than just praying uh, separately together for even for one thing, but if you come together and united in one spirit and are praying to the Lord and are in one accord, it's powerful. And God will work mightily in your life and in the life of the church if unity is strong together. If you were to use a sports analogy, it'd be like home field advantage. You know, the world is, is at our back when we're together and united. And it, it's not only um, a home field advantage, but it's a, it's, a, it's a brighter light for the world to see. Man, can you, can you believe in this little hope, all the stuff that they've gone through, and yet they're together and, and their light is shining bright? I want to be part of that. And so there's, there's an amazing synergy that God obviously ordained when we come together. So the best way to, to prepare for a transition is to unite together and to pray together. And, it's, and, and, and again, it's not just giving opinion about what you think the Lord should do or what each, or the board should do or what each other do and say, let's ask if the Lord will agree with that. That's not praying together. The, the praying together means that we're, we're one in spirit and we're just asking the Lord to pour his spirit upon and, and see what the Lord comes to, together or collectively speaks collectively to all of us, not to each individual and say, oh yeah, I, I think the Lord spoke to me and spoke to you, so we're together, so there's two, and the Lord spoke to me here, and then so there's two over here. God doesn't speak in clusters that way. God speaks as one. He wants you in, in one accord. And lastly, uh, trust and obey in the midst of God's presence. For some of your old timers, there's that old song, trust and obey for there's no other way. While this applies to this passage exactly, trust and obey for there's no other way. Moses did as the Lord commanded. You know, the obedience word is probably the hardest word for any Christian to, to listen to and to do. I, I hate that word. You know, it just feels like, what do you, you can't tell me what to do. It's the key to what God wants us to experience through him. <laughs> obedience is, is everything to, to the Lord. And not only is obedience the key, but trusting that we can obey and, and what, what he has planned for us is good. And so Moses did as the Lord commanded. Good job, Moses. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. Moses went from pleading to the Lord, give us a shepherd. My sheep are going to be without a shepherd to all of a sudden commissioning Joshua. Right? I mean, it was that quick. It was like, Lord, what are you doing? Are you crazy? They need a shepherd. And then um, God gives them Joshua and Moses is like, do I have an opinion about this? Don't you think I, I would know? Aren't you going to consult me? I mean, Joshua is, is he's, he's a young leader. He, does, he didn't have gone through what I have. But Moses didn't do that. He went from, we need a shepherd. What are you going to do about it? To God saying, Moses, I mean, Joshua is our leader. And Moses said, okay, I trust you. I'll obey whatever you want me to do. If it's Joshua, it's Joshua. I trust you. And here we go. Because Moses did as the Lord commanded. Wherever you go, or whatever happens in your life, um, there's, always, there's always 
Um, let, me, let me backtrack that. I'll, I'll put it all together here. Moses um, obeyed Lord, even though, uh, even though this probably caught him by surprise. Peninsula Hope, you have had a big surprise in the last three weeks or so uh, with Andrew and Emily resigning. Everybody knows that that was from the Lord, uh, and, and we trust in that. Uh, then this premier thing comes uh, uh, maybe a week later after, after Andrew leaves, and you're like, what in the world? Our church is for sale? And, and all of this, and you're trying to process all through, and then, you know, we're still going through COVID. And what now, Lord? I, can I trust you? And if you tell me something, will I be able to obey you? Because that's going to be hard because I've been heartbroken, I've been disappointed, I've been discouraged. And, um, and now look at where we are. But God says, no, no. Uh, this is a time where um, you look to me and I am going to put this trust into your life. If you have asked the Holy Spirit to just um, change where you are, to, to put you on top of the hill and give you perspective, you are going to see my Holy Spirit begin to bubble and percolate in places where, you, where you're discouraged or where, you're, where your hope has, has, has lessened. And he's going to restore that in you. And the reason why uh, this is important is because you can't go on status quo. You can't just um, be happy with with uh, the sale of Premia, and, and if it does go through, you can't say, well, we have enough money to last us, uh, you know, 20 lifetimes. You can't do that, and I never have to tithe again, I never have to give again, I don't have to serve, we can just hire a worship leader, we could just hire a pastor, we can hire, you know, whatever position we want, because we have enough money to do that, all we have to do is come and listen to a good message and hear some wonderful music, and I'm good. No, God, God doesn't want that. God wants us to trust in him. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. God never puts you tra through transitions um, because he wants things to be the same. You know, that's, those, are, those are opposite. God puts you in, in transition because he wants you to change things. He doesn't want the status quo. And whenever God's spirit is present, and you'll know this by... Um, how you serve the Lord, but in, in, in any place of God's earth, things are never static. In God's presence, there's always movement. It's never the same. It's never comfortable. It's never easy. In God's presence, uh, it's, it's, it's powerful. And the reasons why you'll know that God's presence is with you is because lives are being changed. God, lives aren't changed in and just managing things. It's, they're just not. When God's spirit is present, lives are changed and eyes are open and sin is confessed and darkness is turned to light. Hurts are healed. Captives are set free and hope is restored. You, you can feel it. You can sense it. Your lives may be, you, you may go through that in your life. It's chaotic. But yet, that is how you know that God's presence is in this place. His spirit is active and moving, and God is not only going to bring a new pastor and a new church home, even if you don't sell this place, God is bringing a new church home. And even in the midst of this 
impractical, illogical, crazy time, our response is always to trust and obey, to trust in the Lord to, to, and to know that he is, uh, has everything under control. Let me close with this. Hear my words, please, Peninsula Hope. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. This is the Lord speaking. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. Churches go through transitions all the time. And, and I've seen it way more than I've liked to in the past um, couple years. Um, but there's, there's some bullet points that, always, um, that, I, that I see through all the transition. One, God has a place for everyone in this time of change. You have a role to play in this time of transition. Don't let just the board do it. Don't just let the leadership do it. Don't let just let the next pastor do it. You have a place in this transition. Surrender this season of transition and look ahead. Don't dwell in the past. Look to the future. The past isn't going to isn't going to change. Um, it, it is what it is. But you have to look ahead. The most important role for all of us is to bathe this whole process in prayer. To bathe it in prayer. Let the Lord have his way. And God is faithful. God is faithful. He is going to pull you through all of, the, all of this that you're going through. And it's going to be an amazing, amazing journey that you're going through. And you're going to praise the Lord, not only through it, but especially as you come out of all that uh, you have been going through. Let me pray. Father, thank you for these words that you have given us in, in your word, and especially as we had closed with the words of Isaiah, not looking to the past, but doing a new thing at Peninsula Hope. So we are trusting in you, and we are entrusting in your word, and we thank you that you are giving us a new vision for this church. And we pray this in your son's name. Amen.